Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Eye Candy Podcast. This is your host, London Ale. Hey. <laughs> um, yikes. Yeah, I keep saying I'm like going to be consistent and I'm not. So what I've realized is that I am a hypocrite and that's okay because, you know, I the first step is acceptance. So here I am saying that I've been very inconsistent. That's a fucking word. But anyway. I don't really have, (laughs) I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a catch up for you guys. I'm not going to lie to you. There's been a lot that have happened, that has happened within the last three weeks to a month. I think that's how long since my last episode. If this, by the time this comes out, it'll be three weeks, I think, or it might be a month, whatever. It's been a long time, right? A lot of shit has happened, but let's just... You know, I feel like throughout this entire episode, we'll kind of like unfold everything. So let's just start with where I've been this past week or what I've been doing or whatever the fuck. So hi, you guys. Welcome back. Hope you guys have had a great last three weeks, two weeks, whatever the case is. Um, Yeah. So let's get into TV. I. <laughs> Here's the problem that I have. Look, look. Listen, Wattpad, honestly, like, we have to have a conversation. First of all, I'm not even going to blame it on the actors. It has to be Wattpad Studios. But they just came out with the fourth movie of After, I think, like, a month ago. And I finally watched it. And I got to say, I'm I'm really happy I did not spend money on this fucking movie. It was so bad. And the way it ended, and I don't know if this is how the books actually ended. I don't remember, but I thought they ended up together and ended up having kids. So I'm assuming there's another one. Um, But the way the movie ended was her seeing him. He like makes a book. So I guess he's like not an asshole anymore. He makes a book. They've been separated for a while. She sees him at a book signing in New York City while he's talking. And then she dips and walks out. And he like looks beyond in the distance while she walks out the building. And I believe that's how it ended. I, I checked out. So if it ended another way, that's the last thing I remember. So that's how it ended for me. And it was really bad, honestly. I watched it like a week ago, and honestly, I'm so disappointed. I don't know what the fuck y'all were thinking. I can't even lie to you. It was bad. It was terrible. It was to blame. But anyway, so yeah, after movie, complete box office bomb. Um, Moving on, season two of Game of Thrones. Y'all... <laughs> I'm like so excited because I just finished season two last night and I'm starting season three today, like straight after work, straight after work. You can catch me on my couch watching season three of Game of Thrones on HBO Max. Like that's where the fuck you can find me. We've been trying to like, like I said, if you've been here for a minute, you know that I've been trying to be a Game of Thrones girly. And I am her now. Like, I'm that girl. Like, I know exactly what the fuck's going on. It took a while. You know what I mean? I'm, I was kind of a dumbass for a while. But I had to look up the character map. I'm not going to lie. Fandom was very helpful. Like, it, you know, when you want something, you really have to go and get it. So I went and went to go get um, 
the understanding to understand Game of Thrones. And now I love it and I'm obsessed with it. And I can't wait for season three. If you guys are not watching the fucking show, like watch it. Please do. Honestly, PSA, let me say something. Joffrey, stop. Just fucking stop. <laughs> Cut it out, okay? Like, let me relax. Cut it the fuck out. Like, nobody gives a fuck about your temper tantrums. You swear. Like, he's such a sadist and he's annoying. He's so annoying and I can't stand his ass. Um, I just had to say that. I've been waiting to, like, tell somebody else that because my boyfriend just hears me, like, yell at the screen every day. Actually, let's do this. Let's, let me just go through and say how I feel about all the mains, right? Let's start with, I'm in season two, so whoever is in season two. I want to start with Cersei. Cersei, you're weak as fuck. You swear to God that you are just like on top of the world because you're queen or whatever the fuck the case is. You're not. Like, find some fucking business. Nobody cares, right? <laughs> right. Um, next, Joffrey. I already said my piece. If it was up to me, you would have been dead in season one, but it's not. Um, Jamie, you're irrelevant. You haven't been on the show for half the season, so clearly nobody gives a fuck. We don't care. Your sister doesn't even care about you, really, because she would have been found you and been had someone take you, or whatever the case is. So you're not important. Um, let's see, what's another op? Okay, this isn't an op, and he is my favorite character. Tyrion, you're pure gold. Like, you make the show what it is. You're witty, you're smart, you're schemy. I love it. Best person on there, Tyrion. And you cannot convince me otherwise. Like, he knows what he's doing. Great actor. Like, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, Let me see. There's another one. I don't know what's making me go to... What's her name? Sansa. Sansa, girl. Like, I love you. But, like, you... She's, like, 14, right? She's, like, 14. But, like, she needs to realize her worth. I'm... Like, it's not that I don't like Sansa. I just am more, like... I, I like her and I like for I like her for what she's going to become. I feel like I don't really like her right now because she's like, I love my king. I want to make my king happy. I want to do like he doesn't care about you. And that's pretty fucking clear because in episode nine or it could have been 10, he definitely married whatever the fuck that girl's name is like the irrelevant on. um Fuck. What the fuck is this name? Give me a second. Um, she's a part of the Tyrrells. She's House of Tyrrell. Her name starts with an M. Marcella? Something like that. I think I nailed it. Marcella Tyrrell or something like that. I don't know. But he's marrying this girl. Like, who cares? She swears like she's something. She looked at Sansa like, girl, he's literally going to kill you probably. Like, you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Like, this is what I don't understand in that time. Like, you would literally change. You would literally switch over your free will if i may you'll switch over your free will just to lie with the devil like he literally <sighs> there's a lot of emotions happening for me right now because honestly guys what the fuck <laughs> you know what i mean like honestly game of thrones has me thrown for a loop and I, that's why i haven't been reading a lot because game of thrones is taking up my entire life like it's literally the only thing i care about right now like i What's, what's a podcast? Like, I want to watch Game of Thrones. That's literally how I feel. Like, I want to watch Game of Thrones, and I have the will to watch it every single day. So, anyway, I just have to give my appreciation really quick. But that scene where Tyrion thought he did something great for Joffrey to give him some hoes to, like, fuck on or whatever so he can stop being such a, like, 
shit ass face bitch um and he made the one girl like spank her and then spank her with a belt and then like with something wooden that really made me so sick and he's like harder with his like ugly ass smile like stop smiling seriously like stop you're about to piss me off like he's about to piss me the fuck off bro like i swear joffrey needs the like he needs help he seriously needs help Anyway, besides the point, um, yeah, I didn't like that scene. I didn't like that at all. And I get what Tyrion was trying to do because I feel like he's low-key trying to help Sansa. Um, and again, this is me like thinking in season two. So I don't know what it's going to be foreshadowing. I'm saying like I think he's going to – like he's trying to help Sansa. He doesn't want her to like be in this predicament. He knows his nephew is like needs help. Like he needs to be in a mental hospital. But he can't do anything about it because Cersei thinks she knows everything and she can't control her son. So – which makes sense because how he was conceived let's not even get on that subject but yeah um those were a bunch of like random sporadic thoughts I have about season two and I cannot wait to get into season three so you can expect updates um just randomly whenever I feel like sharing but yeah um so last week I drank like a whole week and when I say drink, like, please take this lightly. Like, I'm not getting shit-faced every night. It's just, like, casual drinking. I might have a, you know, a shot here and there. Like, just very casual. Like, nothing crazy. So, you know, I know my limits. Whenever I say I drink, like, I am 21, I'm casually drinking, whatever. But I typically don't do it during the work week, like, after work, because it makes me feel so sluggish and not myself. So... This whole week, I'm, like, dedicated to, like, not... First of all, I don't even do that. But there's been a lot of things, like I said, that has been happening uh, lately. And, by the way, if you notice that I'm a little bit more hostile than usual, like, don't be alarmed. I just got off of work, um, like, 30 minutes ago. So I'm a bit... I'm a bit out of there. Just a bit. You know what I'm saying? And then I have to work out after this and then I have to go make it to Panera Bread before 8 o'clock because somebody decided that Panera Bread should close at 8 p.m. So I have a lot to do. I have a lot to do after work. But um, back to the subject of drinking. I don't like drinking during the week and there's been a lot of shit that's been going on. And for some people, their vice is smoking weed. For some people, their vice is drinking. For some people, their vice is things that I will not state on this podcast. But everyone has their vice, right? And good or bad, everyone has their little thing. Mine is like casually being okay with drinking during the week. Like, oh, Lenny, you don't even drink during the week. Like, you don't drink a crown spritzer or whatever the fuck. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, Or let alone take shots. Although, we did find this good Henny alternative called... It's like some Cognac or whatever, and it's cheaper than any, but it tastes way better. It's smoother. Anyway, whatever. But yeah, I typically don't do it in the week because I like to keep the play for the weekends, and that's how I feel about drinking, going out, whatever, whatever. So during the work week, I stay inside. I work out. I do my, you know what I'm saying? I'm a responsible adult, or I try to be. But yeah, I felt really sluggish, so I'm trying not to do that anymore. So coming into this week, I haven't. It's only Tuesday. Um, coming into this week, I'm trying like not to do any of that stuff. It's not really hard for me. Last week was like the only week I did that. And like I said, crazy week, crazy week, girlies. So, 
um, like I, I might, I might unfold it. Actually, what what are we talking about today? Hold on. Hmm. So we'll dive into it a little bit. Why it's it's so crazy. So stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned. But um, yeah. But I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel. I feel quite powerful at the moment. I'm not gonna lie to you. In a way that's like, okay, so I've been I've been kind of like not on my shit enough, I have to admit. Um, when it comes to this podcast, like work, you don't have to tell me twice what to do. Like, I'm at it. The girl's making her, her coins, making her checks. But when it comes to my creative life and my passion and things I want to do, I'm a big procrastinator and I hate that about myself because I love sitting on here and doing this. But yesterday I was gonna do it and I literally made every excuse, like, okay story time so we were binge watching uh game of thrones for like three hours and so we can get just get to season three and my man was like when are you gonna do the episode do you want to watch another episode of game of thrones are you gonna do an episode i said no we can watch another one because i really wanted to like make it to the home stretch of season three like let's start i'm tired of season two like i'm over it whatever and so afterwards i was like should i do my podcast i should probably do it and he's like it's midnight. Why are you going to start right now? And I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. Like, you're so not supportive of me. Like, dead ass. Like, I'm not even doing it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I blew it totally out of proportion. But it was really because, like I said, I just needed a reason to procrastinate. Like, that was it. And I feel so bad because he, he was like, I didn't say that. Like, if you want to do your podcast, do it. Like, I'm just saying, like, why'd you wait late? Like, he's just trying to hold me accountable. Like, if you want to do something, you should have stopped watching Game of Thrones, saved it for tomorrow, and do your podcast. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, I'm not even fucking doing this shit anymore. Like, you're... <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel so bad. Love you, babe. Thanks for... Thanks for um, dealing with my shit. But yeah. So I make every excuse in the world when I don't want to do shit. And it's very evident. It's, it's super, super clear. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the only person who can dictate how far I go in life. And if you want to keep procrastinating, this is me to me. If you want to keep procrastinating, like, that's fine. Be a bum and do nothing and not make your dreams happen and whatever, whatever. When I just received a great message last week, that's why I'm like, London, what the fuck has gotten into you? Like, earlier last week, I was reading from this guy. I don't remember his name, but he reads, he does, like, tarot readings and zodiacs or whatever. And I'm, I'm super into astrology. I'm a diehard Taurus. I believe in it. I feel like we all have a way of being and a way of acting. That all makes sense to us based off our day of birth and the day we are born and the month. We all like are a star, whatever. I believe in that shit, right? And I finally found someone who really speaks to me. And he was like, like literally, okay, PSA to all my Tauruses. He was spitting facts for us girlies. Like, seriously, get on your shit. Like, that's what I'm going to say. He's He dead ass was like, yeah, success. Yeah, it girl yeah like that's basically what he said he was just pulling up the cards like bad bitch it girl bad bitch it girl money success happiness like great mental health I mean that's how I took it you know same thing that's what I think I think it's the same thing um but no like I really appreciated the message and then today oh my gosh I have to tell y'all so then today I was on TikTok right and I was just like skimming through TikTok, skim, skimmy, skim, 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 skims. Um, and I came, oh, before that, sorry, I'm all over the place. I haven't done this shit in a while. Before that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really, like I really feel like I'm not 
you know, like you just kind of doubt yourself for no fucking reason. Like who the fuck told you you couldn't do this? And that's basically long story short. That's how I was feeling. And then I saw a video pop up that was like, whoever stops, like if you, what she fucking say? She was like, um, she was like, please stop and watch this video. And you know, when they always say that, like I immediately scroll because it takes you a century to get into it. But she hops right into it. She's like, you're that girl who told you you couldn't be in that room. Who told you you couldn't do this? Just remember. She's like, just think. I'm going to give you a second. Who is, name a person like you. Name a person doing, I was like, oh my God. Like, first of all, stop screaming. Second of all, like, <laughs> you're so right. Like, you're so right, girly pop. Like, she was so 100,000% correct. And I appreciate it. I really, really, really extremely appreciated the message. And I was like, you know what? Like, honestly, it didn't make me, it wasn't like this spark. Like, you know what? She's right. And it didn't make me like go up into this immediate, like, oh my gosh, like I can do everything. My immediate reaction was like, well, duh. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, it's me. It's my procrastination. I'm the issue. I'm the problem. And I'm starting to realize that I'm my own issue. Like, I can't blame it on anyone else. Like, all my ducks are stacked in a row. If I want to make it, I can. So at this point, like, you're just being a pretender. Like, you can't play this shit and you can't do this shit whatever. When my guy on YouTube, the tourist reader, just told me that I was that girl and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and that whatever I want to do creative-wise, y'all, I deadass, like, I will drop. I know what he looks like. He's, like, kind of balding. I can tell he's short, but he sits in a chair. He has a, he's a white man and he's super nice. The way he talks is like, he's like, yeah, but whatever, take it how you want to. But like, not in a rude way, just in a very like honest, straightforward and blunt way. And that's my way of learning. Just kind of like be short, quick to the point. Everyone else I feel like I listen to would drag it out. And he's just like, yep, I'm saying this, take it how you want it. Da, 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 da. Moving on to the next card. But he was like, something's telling me. And he would say my intuition. He's like, and it's not exactly what this card means, but that's how I'm feeling about it. And I really, really loved how like he packed it all and whatever. So anyway, that's basically, if you guys are wondering why, um, I wasn't even going to say because I feel like I sound like a broken record, but I wasn't going to say like, oh my gosh, I promise guys, like I'm going to get back on it. But like, this is definitely a process for me and I'm trying to work it out. And I'm going to tell you guys the hardest thing about this is it's not even, I feel like to me, it's not even the consistency. It's like, I want to stop switching up the outline. I want to finally find something and make it stick. You know what I mean? Like, I want to find something, make it stick, and let's press forward. And the outline is the thing that I constantly change, but I want my people to like know what to expect every time they come and listen to an episode. So with that being said, we are trying something a little bit new today. The welcome back, the catch up like I just did is going to be totally normal. The wellness check, I I was thinking about taking that out, but I've heard really great things about that and just leaving it in and people like, you know, the time to be able to check in with yourself while I'm also checking in with me, with you guys. So I'm going to leave that in. Um, But my catchphrase is kind of like fun, relatable, and kind of sweet. And kind of sweet is bitter because it's not sweet, it's bitter. So I'm going to kind of make our outline like our fun segment, our relatable segment, and our bittersweet segment. And I'm just going to kind of go into it a little bit, like what each of them mean before we move on and go into the wellness check. So our fun segment, I want the fun segment to be any pop culture story, article, or moment in the world that I basically thought was interesting. Like it's, it could be anything. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this dress, like fashion wise, Bella Hadid, ooh, uh, Kanye West being crazy, ooh, or as random as something like, 
some crazy thing happened in New York and it's blown up on TikTok or even some TikTok tea, like, or some random thought on a TikToker, like, ooh, I saw that, like anything, right? It's just for fun. We're just getting into some BS and why not, you know? That's basically what that is. Relatable, I want to tap into something that may be, well, relatable is always going to be something real. We're going to get a little real, something that you can relate to, I can relate to. I'm going to pull it from like a Reddit uh, segment because I used to do it on the Reddit hole. I'm going to pull it from like a Reddit subreddit or something that happened to me that I want to talk about or just, you know, we're just going to get real. It doesn't always have to be super heavy, but just real like what's something that we can all relate to that I've struggled with or just how I'm feeling things like that right um so for example like me earlier sharing about how I feel about um brain fart hello me sharing about like how I've been feeling about podcasting and stuff like that like that's relatable but I feel like that's not necessarily something I would say for that because that's kind of a catch-up because you guys haven't heard from me a long time but you get it you get it and then bittersweet is how we end off our episode because I say kind of sweet in my catchphrase, fun, relatable, and kind of sweet. Kind of sweet is bittersweet. So the last segment will be the bittersweet segment. And this is how we end off our episode. It's just me shooting the shit with a hot topic, um, random topic. And it could be self-help, wellness, like, and all of these could honestly relate back to self-help, wellness. I add a little pop culture. I basically want this podcast to be everything, like, Honestly, I'm not going to say like, oh, everything. Well, basically, yeah, everything I want to podcast into one. I love pop culture podcasts. I love self-help and wellness podcasts. Like I'm kind of like, I don't not really like a, like a niche person. Like I, I really am all over the place. And that's what I, oh my gosh, she's calling. Hello? I'm trying to do an episode. I'm in a groove. Yeah, I'm in the groove. Yes, because you know how I've been putting it off. So I'm kind of in the mood, in the groove right now, and I'm literally in the middle of the episode recording. Okay. All right. All right, bye. All right. <laughs> He's tired. <laughs> um, yeah, because I get in, like I get into my moods and then I immediately get out of them. And I knew if I stopped recording, I was just gonna like not press play. But anyway, I might cut that out anyway. Cause duh, like that's a private conversation. <laughs> the fuck. Um, no, I'm just playing. But anyways, so yeah, bittersweet is how we end off our topics or whatever, like just shooting the shit, whatever, whatever. And I think this will be super fun. I'm really excited. And then candy grams, of course, is still going to be a thing where I do at the end of all my episodes, um, for the first, did I say the second and fourth week of the month? Yeah. And that's basically it. And I kind of like this idea because the last, the other times I did it, it was like, Ooh, I want to tap into this, but uh, that segment can't really do that or whatever, whatever, but this, I can kind of encompass everything I want it to be, and it's so funny, because I thought of fun, relatable, and kind of sweet, and I always said bittersweet at the end of my episodes, and I was like, let me switch that in, because it makes, it sounds better than kind of sweet, so I kind of made that catchphrase before I made it my outline, it's funny that it kind of transformed into my outline, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna say, like, I, I'll give credit where it's due, 
the person, well, not the person, the podcast where I kind of got this idea from is, see, the thing is, they say grown toxic and... Uh, they they say grown toxic and something else and they they get into different things granted they're a totally different podcast than me but like I liked how they went into something and that's where I got like oh let me have a catchphrase because catchphrases are cute and then I was like listening to their podcast one day I was like I like how they can tap into different things based off of like the three pillars of their podcast so I'm kind of biting a little bit but still different content because they're like I said they're totally different podcasts but I'll give credit where it's due so thank you for the idea see the thing is uh, anywho yeah that's basically it that's my catch-up for the week um I hope you guys are doing so amazingly well and that your October has been so fruitful and so fun and so harvesty and Halloweeny if you're into that sort of thing but anywho let's move on to the wellness check all right, you guys, this week's wellness check. Um, honestly, I've been doing really, really well. And I think it's because I finally decided that my peace is more important than anything else. Um, some recent situations have happened and it made me realize that I let a lot of things get in between me and my peace. And I know what to do to not let it happen again. And that's by setting boundaries. Because if you don't set them, and I talk about this all the time because it's something I struggle with. But when you don't set them, things happen and you regret the things that happen. So, yeah, protect your peace, kids. That's all you have to do. Stop doing that. All right, see, as soon as you get in here, you're going to start some shit. Um, but no, and I mean that with everything. Like, if you have to stop being friends with somebody, stop being friends with them. If you have, Or I would just say if you have to let them go because sometimes it's not even a, like a stop or stop a start or stop thing it's like if you have to let them go um completely based off a situation or if it's you know removing a partner out of your life or whatever the case is stop talking to a family member protect your peace at all costs that's all you have to get through this world take care of it and with that being said that was super quick and I'm not gonna lie I tried filming this a million times because I, w I kept saying certain things that I didn't want to say just yet and I was spitting some boars and stuff. Like, I was really giving it to y'all. But I'm going to give it to y'all later in the bittersweet segment. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to some fun. All right, you guys. Now we're going to top in. Top in? The fuck am I talking about? Um, now we're going to tap into some. You know what? I'm holding this mic. But I really feel like it's better for everybody and y'all's ears if I don't. Um, I really want to tap into like the podcaster-y things, but it's just not going to work today. I'm too fucking up. Any hoosies, we're going to go into the fun segment. And this is any pop culture story, article, moment in the world I thought was interesting enough to talk about on my podcast. Because it's an honor and a glory for me to bring up anything in the news. Um, and today I have three stories for you guys. And they're all pop culture. What do you fucking know? Oh my god. So... Okay, you know, I feel like it's not even relevant to give this the time of day, and I kind of don't want to. I put this on the outline, like, when it happened, but honestly, I kind of don't even want to give him any fucking clout, credit, whatever, like, because I know if I mention him, he's going to get so much clout off of my podcast because it's so big, you know, and I feel like I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it, but you know what? We're just going to talk about it anyway because we need to bring some awareness to stupidity because I feel like that's important as well. 
Um, so basically, Kanye West, his Adidas deal is under review amid White Lives Matter shirt scandal. He did this at Fashion Week. Ridiculous. It says, and this is page six reporting it. Kanye West's already frail partnership with Adidas is now officially under review following the rapper's latest White Lives Matter shirt scandal. After repeated efforts to privately resolve the situation, we have taken the decision to place the partnership under review. The, comp- the company announced in a statement Thursday per CNBC, we will continue to co-manage the current product during this period. West replied to the statement on Instagram, writing, fuck Adidas, I am Adidas, Adidas raped and stole my designs. The fashion designer first partnered with Adidas in 2013 to have them handle manufacturing and distribution for the Yeezy brand. The deal was supposed to last until 2026. West began to vent about the frustrations with the company this past August, and he alleged in a direct message on Instagram to Complex Magazine that Adidas picked colors and named them, hired people that worked for him, stole his color waves and styles, and hired in a general manager without his consent. The All of the Lights rapper also claimed the corporation delayed production on his Yeezy Gap partnership with Balenciaga. That's all I'm going to read. All I have to say is, is like, this is rich people shit and this has nothing to do with me honestly like truly and what the fuck oh my god we love money i know you guys heard that um and the problem that i have with this is like honestly this like i said has nothing to do with me at all because it's like what the fuck this is rich people shit to the max like i've always wanted money and maybe just a little fame like it doesn't hurt you know what i mean um and i wanted to get it honestly but after watching kanye west and just air out everybody on Instagram and do all this dumb shit, I literally could care less about getting, being famous. Like, it's so exhausting. Like, this is the shit that we're reporting on, like, seriously. And I just don't get it. Like, so, at first, I can't even sit here and lie to you guys. So, at first, when he did the White Lives Matter, I wanted to understand it, because I always seek to understand first before I decide to share an opinion. And I heard Candace Owens say something about it, and then Kanye explained, like, the point of it. And I was like, okay, this isn't, totally dumb like it's supposed to be like this metaphor of like black lives matter but still promoting black lives cool this doesn't really look good with with adidas because they're probably white ceos so it looks like they're supporting this man saying white lives matter and the world doesn't care for an understanding they see one message and they're like they run with it and he knows that and i feel like he did that on purpose like it's the flashiness people are looking for and i think honestly this is stupid like the message he was he wanted to put out could have been a lot more it could have been portrayed in so many more beautiful ways than fucking white lives matter in a t-shirt like honestly you're giving them everything they want and for you to say that you're supporting like black communities is kind of crazy to me the more i really thought about it i'm like i know you're saying this and that but i feel like he's a walking contradiction because didn't he say something about slavery and like black people didn't go through slavery or some shit years ago like I said I do not track this man so I don't really know but I'm pretty sure that was said or came out his mouth in some way shape or form and um obviously I'm not here for that because I am black so like what the fuck are you talking about and your ancestors were probably also going through the same thing all of ours were as well during that time period so why why are we playing stupid for the whites around us right and um I just I think it's stupid I think it's dumb and I think we've been letting him slide with a lot what he was doing to Kim earlier last year, I was like, okay, like, this is wrong. Leave her alone. Then he airs her out again on Instagram and says he has a crush on Stassi, baby. Like, he's, I feel like he goes through his periods. And if you notice, it's always around October, November. Like, he can never just be happy in the fall. 
Like I'm I'm starting to think like is it seasonal is it seasonal psychoness? It must be a seasonal psycho psychosis or some shit because I'm really not understanding why the fuck he taps into these really weird things and just wants to be so controversial. You know what it is? It's always around fashion week. That's what it is. It is always around fashion week where he feels like he needs to go off the rails and do some dumb shit to make a statement and then he ends up looking stupid for it. I just don't understand. I don't understand this. And honestly, this is one of those things where I don't even care to understand. Like, I feel like Kanye West has a cult following. Some people will never, ever, ever check him. Some people will forever excuse his actions. And he's going to forever have a place and hold a place in the light of the earth unless he literally, like, beats a woman. Like, people are just going to not give a fuck. And I am just realized that. And I'm tired of... I'm tired of trying to make things make sense with Kanye. Like, honestly... How it's going to be for me moving forward because, like, I don't even know how to feel about this shit. Like, how it's going to be for me moving forward is, like, if I don't get it, like, right off the bat, like, I'm not seeking to understand. I'm just going to not understand. And it's immediately, like, anti-you. We're, no. You know what I mean? And I'm so here for, like, obviously, I know he battles bipolar depression and all that stuff or bipolar disorder. I'm not really sure which one. I'm not super educated in that. Um, and mental health is super, super important. So I really, really hope he gets the help that he needs. However, like, there's no excuse why you, like, Kim is honestly striving. She had a Dolce & Gabbana show, and you pulled together some fucking red ink t-shirt. What the fuck is that website called? I'm about to find it. Hold on. Fuck. What is the fucking thing called? Oh, Yeah. And you pulled together some custom ink t-shirts in literally less than two hours and you called that fashion? Like, I'm all for statements. I'm all for activism and fashion conjoining together and all that shit. But this is not activism. This is anti. You just want to be fucking spoke about in the news. And he swears to God, like, I don't doubt that he's a genius in some areas. I wouldn't even call it a genius. I think you're a specialist in some areas. But to me, you're not a genius because this was straight up dumb. It was stupid. You want to do stupid shit and then call it genius because it's metaphorical. It's not going to work for me. Moving on, I'm done because I was about to go on a rant and I was about to start yelling at. I was just going to start yelling in the air and I can't do this. I can't. Um, moving on to the next story, I want to talk about Doja Cat. So all of last week, Doja Cat was doing looks and she was giving like major, major looks. This is also a page six article that was written by Margaret Abrams on October 6, 12.32 p.m. I just thought you had to know the details. And this one's titled, Doja Cat to Critics, Her Ugly Gold Makeup Wasn't Trying to Look Sexy. I guess that's what she said. Doja Cat's not afraid to get into... Oh my God, why the fuck did they have to say that? Doja Cat's not afraid to get into it, yeah, with her haters. The Kiss Me More hit maker rocked dramatic gold face and body paint while out and about during Paris Fashion Week Tuesday, but not everyone was a fan of her gilded glam. The paint is making her look ugly. When you do makeup like this, you still need to accentuate features. She looks tired, old statue, LMAO, one person tweeted. Doja 26 wasted no time in defending her meatus moment. I wasn't trying to look sexy or attractive, she shot back. All my makeup has a story, and there are absolutely zero rules, and if there were, you wouldn't be the one making them. Period. Um, so I'm looking at these pictures right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Love Doja Cat. And I was here for just about every single look. The only other look I wasn't here for that I'm now here for is the makeup look. Um, the Balenciaga look. She had, like, a bruised eye, 
and a bruised lip and like a slit lip or whatever. And then it was like super glam makeup and this really elegant, simple dress. And I didn't understand it. I didn't get it until Vogue featured it on their YouTube channel and we got to watch it and basically get like a behind the scenes scoop of like why she chose that. And basically her reasoning for it was like fashion week is hard and it kicks your ass. And yet, and still we're here all giving looks and pulling out in these looks and going back to back to back. We got six outfit changes in a day. Like it's literally kicking our ass. So it's kind of like, I thought it was a really good, cool way of looking at it. I didn't get it. And I don't think it's for other people to understand. Some things in fashion are just not. Um, and I think she looks pretty despite the bruised eye and the split lip. And it was very Balenciaga. So I feel like if any show she could have did that at, it was Balenciaga. So it was like, whatever. Now this gold look, I would never call Doja Cat ugly. And I think she was trying to make a statement that was far beyond just like physical beauty. I'm not really sure what it is, but I kind of trust her artistic vision. It's giving, I think she's in her Lady Gaga era. Like let's do risks. Let's do things as people to talk about and let's not give a fuck. And then give me like five, six years. And like, I'm going to come back and explain everything. Um, and I feel like this is Doja Cat's moment. And honestly, I'm here for it. I don't hate it. I don't like the look. I don't like it. I don't like the all go look. However, like Doja Cat to me can do no wrong. Like she is eating it up and she doesn't give a fuck. And I just love, I think that's the point of fashion is like making a statement, having a story behind your look, behind your fashion. Like if you think of fashion, you think about how many centuries it's went through, how it's timeless, how every look and every like decade had a story and I think that that's what people do on fashion week like it's literally their jobs to tell stories and, and what they wear and she took it all the way through and I think there's nothing wrong with that like people do crazy shit all the time and this is it, I think it'd be weirder if this was Doja Cat's everyday look but she showed up to fashion week and she decided to do a gold all makeup look like a statue whatever let the girl do what she does period it tells a story let her tell her story that's how I feel about that one. If you guys want to look it up, it's a page six article and it's titled Doja Cat to critics of her ugly gold makeup. Wasn't trying to look sexy. First of all, who the fuck are the critics? Like dead ass. Who are the critics? Please do not call us in Twitter and fucking Instagram critics. They are nobody to be critiquing anyone. So I hope that's not who they're calling critics. But anyway, that's where you can find the article. Our last and not least article is about Black Panther. So Black Panther just released a trailer, Wakanda Forever, and we finally get to see the new suit. And I honestly saw this first on TikTok. And then I went immediately after and searched up the trailer on YouTube. And I'm so excited. I didn't know if it was going to come back after Chadwick's Chadwick Boseman's passing, but I'm really glad they're continuing to do the movie. And I also read that the director had a hard time with continuing the movies because he felt like he didn't even want to do them anymore after his passing. And then he, you know, I feel like that's what makes the, the best movies, though, was like, I can't do this, you know? And even though, like, the circumstances are extremely, extremely sad and we've lost, like, a really talented and loving person, um, or so I've heard. I know he's talented, but I don't know if he's... I'm assuming he's loving. He seemed... He seemed very likable. Um... You know, I think that's when I think that's when magic really happens and things beautiful are beautifully made. So this article says the trailer begins with shots similar to those from the teaser showing a country reeling from the loss of their beloved leader. We see Ramonda carrying the helmet of Black Panther. However, as Wakanda mourns its fallen leader, outside forces appear to see this tragedy as the perfect opening for the invasion. We even hear Ramonda stating this clearly 
we know what you wait what oh and speaking of clearly we also get a clearer view of the what that didn't make any sense oh we know what you we know what we know what you whisper why why would they say it like that like it's about to piss me off because you just threw me off okay they basically said they have lost their protector now is our time to strike okay that makes sense and speaking of clearly we also get a clearer view of the antagonistic force in the film in this trailer who comes in the form of namor played by somebody i cannot pronounce their their name respectfully a man who mabaku notes has a different name among his own people killing him will risk eternal war okay you get it like this is basically basically let me just say it in a nutshell because honestly buzzfeed like this was not it um the way you wrote this article i just don't appreciate it so basically the movie is going to be about them losing obviously black panther and mourning him of course and then the enemies feel like this is the perfect time to attack because they feel like they're in a weak moment right now and they're not because the girls know what they're fucking doing period point blank and that's basically the whole movie the only thing i think we are trying to figure out or i think they've already said it but who black panther is going to be and I think they named the girl and she's like in other stuff. I think I think it's going to be the sister. I haven't looked up who it's going to be yet, but I heard that like, oh, it might be this person. But it wasn't confirmed yet because all we got at the end of the trailer was the sister jumping. See, it's not the sister. We don't know. The sister jumping down. Oh, my God. Somebody in a suit, a, clearly a woman's suit, jumping down into this tunnel and standing up like it's going to be a woman there's only women left in the movie so obviously we know that we don't know which women i'm assuming they're going to wait to reveal that in the movie which is so exciting i literally cannot wait like you have no idea when you see black panther it is an experience like it is truly the black experience like oh my gosh when i saw black panther when it first came out we have people dressed head to toe in the gear um, and like the the cultural clothing, like people went all out. And when I tell you the movie theaters were like yelling, screaming, like when when it ended, round of applause, stand up, they throwing popcorn, like dead ass. Like it was so fun. I felt like I was at like the premiere, like seriously. So I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to see the movie. And I hope you guys are too, because we're gonna talk about it. If you don't see it, I'm spoiling. I don't care. I'm just kidding. No, but with that being said, that's it for the fun. That was like, that was a lot. We That was a lot, but a lot of black icons. I love that. Um, but that's it for the fun segment. Now we're going to move on to what's relatable. All right, you guys. So this segment is all about what's real. And for some of you, maybe relatable. And this week I want to talk about like not feeling so uh, kind of capitalizing on what I said earlier today in the welcome back when we kind of caught up um just kind of being in like this stump where I felt like I couldn't do it and like I you know like I'm not good enough and I didn't really sit on it until I watched one of these podcasts called enjoy the podcast it has three male co-hosts and they're choosing not to move forward with the show um for now due to like timing scheduling and all these other things not because they're just like I'm done with it they just life is life and there's three of them and they can't all schedule around each other and keep doing it and they've been doing it for two years just a lot it was super good they had a farewell episode for um both two of the co-hosts separately with like the main co-host I would say because he kind of does everything um 
So they had two farewell episodes, and I really liked the last one with JD and Jared because I really felt like we got a deeper look into, like, why they, they're choosing to do this, if they're choosing to come back, and just a deeper insight into, like, how life just kind of, like, ruins everything, you know what I mean? And um, I've come to the realization that, like, I know why people fail or quit to do things that they're good at. And the reason why people quit is because they feel like, and honestly, this has nothing to do with them. It was just, like, watching them and listening to it. It was kind of sad for something to see them come to the end on something. It's like really bittersweet. Look at me using my own lingo. Um, it was really bittersweet to see them like no longer continue the show for now. They kept saying for now we may or may not come back. And you know, it was sad to hear, but I understand why people feel like they can't do something and they want to fail or they want to quit. And they're like, you know what? Forget it. Like things get really, really hard and tough when you love something. Right. And also, like, you switch directions. So some, I'm not talking in the case where you switch directions and you find something else you love. Like, great. Love that for you. Um, but for the people that are, like, struggling with the things that they're passionate about or struggling with the things that they love and they want it to become full-time or they want to become better at it or whatever the case is, it's because, like, we really feel like we, we're not capable of being in that space. And I feel like that I struggled with that a lot. Like, oh, well, I'm just not good at this. Or... I might just not be interesting enough. And I feel like it's okay to have those feelings. Like we all go through it. We're all currently going through that whole like identity crisis where we feel like, who are we? What are we doing here? Like whatever the case is. Another thing for me with podcasting specifically is like, in a lot of things, in a lot of ways, podcasting is finding a niche. And I feel like I'm one of those people who's like all over the place. I said that earlier and I literally am like, when I tell you there's not one thing that I probably haven't seen, listened to, I listen to all type of music. I watch all types of movies. Like I'm one of those girls. I like all types of different fashions. Now I feel like obviously like it's all specific to me and catered to me and that's what makes me who I am. But like, it's not like a niche. It's not like, oh, it's for this person or that person. And for some people it's like really clear cut, but I really feel like I'm for everybody and I'm okay with that. And it might be like, oh my gosh, like you swear to God. But like, honestly, this was a real crisis for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I have no real niche. Like granted, in my niche are Gen Zers, more than likely, people between the ages of like 18 and 26. You know what I mean? I don't even know if that's all Gen Z. I'm not sure the age ranges, but like, that's what I'm saying. That's my demographic niche. You know what I mean? And then whoever, all types of people, I welcome all types of people to listen to my podcast. But, um... I feel like when it comes to like, oh, like she's this girl from this town and she watches these types of movies and she does these types of things like that's really something that I struggle with because I'm not that girl. Like I'm not the girl that's like, oh, like I can, you know, read a book by her and know exactly who she is. Like you just might still be confused after you got to the final chapter and I'm okay with not being the girl that's easy to read or easy to understand. I think that's what makes me interesting. And um, I felt like that was a lot of the reasons why I made excuses on why my podcast like content wasn't getting done in the amount of time it needed to get done. Or I would just continue to make excuses for like why I'm not doing shit. And it's because I told myself I tried to make up a reason of why I wasn't capable of doing certain things. And I'm at this place where it's like, you know, certain things that don't make sense to you or you don't know why, like embrace the things that you don't understand when it comes to yourself like granted you're like this is 100% me and I don't get why and I don't want to be like this like embrace it no one else can do it better than you no one else is going to do it like you embrace that part of you because I promise that part of you is going to make what you want to do in your passion the best it is 
for example, I was talking with my man um, the other day and I was like, do you know why Youngboy is so big and so famous? It's because his demographic, like it's actually, fuck the demographic. He doesn't really have one. Like granted, we could say predominantly black, predominantly like teenagers, predominantly like early 20s, like people that live in the South. We could say that, right? But when I tell you, I've met like tons of people. It doesn't matter what color they are, how old they are, who they are, where they're from. When I tell you anyone knows who he is and at least likes one song, if you don't, like, okay, you don't. You're not a part of that, what I'm saying. But I'm saying for the people that do, like, there's so many different people that like him because he is who he he is and that's it. He has a sound. He has a look. He has, like, his own thing. Like, he's his own person and no one can change that. Like, I remember I was talking shit about one of his music videos. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, who is this produced by me? And trust me, you don't want me to produce anything. Like, no music video, nothing. Well, let me not ever say that. Like, I can produce something, but not like a music video. And I was like, who the fuck made this video? And when I tell you I had millions of fucking views, millions, like, and the comments were going off. Like, they loved it. Because young boy is young boy, and that's it. And you're not going to get anything else from him. And that's just what it is. But I feel like he's one of those people who just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's not about the industry, Granted, he's on house arrest, I'm assuming. Like, I think he's still on house arrest. So I'm pretty sure that's why he's not in the streets. But, like, he's not friends with everybody. He doesn't do tons of collabs. He's just himself. And he's not trying to mold himself for an industry. He is the industry. Like, he's making it his own. And I feel like when you put yourself in your own lane, it really motivates you to, like, show people someone they're not ever going to see again because it's only you. You know what I mean? Like, there's not going to ever be a second you. You can't just duplicate or clone yourself. Like, bitch, you can you could try, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I'm saying is, like, we find so many reasons to fail or quit at things we're good at, at things we love, because we tell ourselves that we can't do it, and we put ourselves in these boxes. Take yourself outside of that damn box. Does it really matter if you have one? No. Just because everybody else is in a box doesn't mean you have to be in one. You want to step outside that damn box, girl? anyway but yeah that was my little rant because that's how I've been feeling lately it's really been like this mental battle of not being good enough in the space that I'm in and honestly anyone can fucking podcast literally anyone like I'll randomly just scroll through apple Podcasts and be like I'll press on someone's random podcast and I'll listen I'll be like are you fucking kidding me are you serious like and this is your full-time job number one I'm hating because I'm jealous but number two like interesting and that's where I'm gonna leave that um but anyone can fucking do it like if and again like they're not my niche but they have one or they might fucking not you know what I mean like they might not have a fucking niche but the point is is that they're making it the fuck happen and that's all that matters nobody else can tell you shit when you're making shit happen but that's what I have for you guys for my relatable segment Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. This is really fun. I'm really feeling this because I feel like this is like a really good flow and I get to talk about everything I want with you guys. Um, And expect long episodes because it looks like they're getting long. We're like already 50 minutes in. So, all right, you guys, we're going to finally move on into the bittersweet segment. All right, my loves, it is time to get to the bittersweet. This is how I end off the episode, and I'm basically shooting the shit. It's a hot topic. Um, Anything I want to talk about, and it can really relate to anything, or how about... Oh, my God. I was about to literally go off. I thought I didn't start. That's so funny. Um, 
sorry for the clicks how how is this episode been y'all please tell me like I've really just been like all over the place but I think I'm getting like really excited because I just haven't talked to you guys in a long time and I miss you guys so much and I've just been dying to talk to you guys but anyway yeah this is how I end off the episode it's me shooting the shit it's a hot topic a random thought whatever it's bittersweet because it's the end but also we're getting into some shit it's bittersweet because it might be bitter it might be sweet we don't know we might find out but um so yeah I was trying to talk about something in the wellness check but it had a lot to do with how I was gonna end off this episode and this week I want to talk about friendships and accountability and kind of just a mix of all I, I I say accountability but I feel like I'm not gonna stay on track because I'm gonna tell a story and it's gonna kind of lead into a bunch of shit and hopefully you get something out of this and learn a lesson or whatever the case is because that's the point like I want you guys to learn off of my experiences and for me to learn off of yours and for us to come in. Are you going to come and stay or are you going to? Okay. Um, I thought he was going to come and stay for the story, but I guess he's fucking not. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. 2K23 is calling. But, um... So yeah, so I was hesitant on telling this story because I'm not the type of, I'm a really private person. I don't like a lot of people in my business. I don't, like, I'm not the type to air people out, even if I wanted to. I'm j- I just can't do it because I'm all about my character and preserving that. Even if I felt like I was right in a situation, like, not that I give a fuck about anyone's outside opinion, but I just wanted to be really careful on how I told this story and what I said about it. But I'm going to be pretty general with it. I'm not going to go into so immense detail and it's not about like a right or wrong or anything like that. It's clear. It's just me telling you guys a story and wrapping it up into something that you can take away. So, um, I was friends with somebody and with this person, like we, me and this person never specifically got into it a lot, like got into a lot of arguments. I can count on one hand how many times we've actually gotten into it. But we've also we've always had like little arguments here and there or little like like, OK, well, I don't agree with that anyway. Like, but it, let's move on. You know what I mean? Um, and we just have different ways of like handling things and different perspectives on things. And that's totally fine. I feel like we can both learn off each other. And I felt like in the friendship that we had, I definitely learned a lot from her. And I hope that's the same vice versa. Um, but moving on, it's not about that. But the point is, is that it ended, that friendship ended. And it ended in a really weird way. And I'm going to say the reason why is because we were all drinking. So drinking was involved. We were all drinking and we were having a great conversation. Like one thing that we always did is we drunk, like it was me, it was me, her, and then somebody else. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to drop names. I'm not even going to say who the other person was, but it was me, her, and somebody else. And we were all just having a conversation because we're all, we were all friends at the time. We were all kicking it and we would all go out together and do things together. And, um, we were having like a really good conversation and, then it was time for like someone to say how they felt about something that had happened because we all had got into it. Well, 
I wasn't see I have a thing where I'm like always drawn into like I'm always into things like by default because I have a relationship a specific relationship with everybody in my group like it could be my roommate it could be my boyfriend it could be my best friend it could be my fucking sister for all I know like it, it's always me in the middle because I'm always the one with a very particular relationship with somebody um which makes things complicated where everybody else is just friends like we do business together we have a home together we're literally dating like you're my best friend like it's always me with like the triple relationships that have like a lot of layers and um so yeah like we all got into it a little bit and that person had an issue with something that okay I'm trying to see if I should do code names I'm gonna do so the person that I'm not friends with anymore can be um T and the other person in the situation can be um R so T is the one I'm no longer friends with, and R is just the person that I'm not going to, like, disclose who they are. So T basically, T and R were, like, really going at it that night, and R had said something that they shouldn't have said, and they felt really bad about it, and they apologized multiple times, got emotional about how they did it, and how they felt about what they said and did, and T was like, don't worry about it. Like, I know the type of person that you are. Like, don't ever worry about it, and R and T, like, resolved it. Okay, cool. But R still felt like, R still felt some way about something that T had said that night. And so R decided that they would tell T about that the night that we were all drinking and chilling. This happened about two weeks ago. And um, R tried to bring it up. And we were, like I said, we were having a great conversation. And for some reason, T didn't want to hear it. But mind you, I had just let T spill, spill their heart out and say how they felt about things and just really shoot the shit with me, even if I agreed or di disagreed. And there was a lot of shit that, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Oh, that was waiting to come. There was a lot of things that T had said that had really thrown me off towards the end of the conversation. But I just, I let T have it because I was like, you know what? Like, this is a moment where I'm going to let you speak. And um, R finally was like, hey, like, so something you said to me last week really made me feel some type of way um about our friendship and just like I didn't really appreciate or respect it and T was trying to make excuses for what they had said mind you when R when R had admit like had responded and apologized for what they had said to T they held themselves accountable and they realized it wasn't wrong but now R was trying to say like the reason why I responded was because you said this and it really hurt me and T didn't want to hear it and so I'm just like T let let R talk. T let R talk, and so T wouldn't let R talk, and T wanted to go home. So R is like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's. And R was a part of this conversation too. We're all having a great conversation. No beef, no strife, nothing. And R is like, R is like, no, like, come on, let's let's just chill out. Okay, let, let me back up. Let me restart from the beginning or whatever. And so R goes next to the door because T just goes out frantically. They're like, I'm leaving. Fuck this shit. I'm leaving. Da, 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 da. And just honestly, I don't remember words. And I just remember very being very upset and frantic and wanting to go out because, and mind you, T and R were nowhere near each other. Like they're just talking. But T just didn't like what they, what R had to say and didn't want to hear like how R felt about the situation or like why he, why T had said, what they had said or whatever the case is damn this is harder than i thought than i thought to do tnr um but basically um r was by the door and was like no come on like let's talk about it t and t was like no fuck that shit so i get in the middle and i'm like i'm like t come on i'm 
in this tone exactly. I'm like, T, come on, like, let our talk, let our talk. Like, you, you got to talk, let our talk. And so I'm directly in front of the door, and T's by the door, because we want, like, and it's not even to barricade T. It was just like, let's talk. We had a great conversation. Like, I just want, we just want to talk to you. You know what I mean? And so basically, T was like getting in my face. And just like move fuck you da, 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 da. just talking shit like in my face like when I tell you my face like we're touching noses and I told T I was like back the fuck up and the reason why I had said that is because we had got into something um about a month and a half ago where T got in my face and like was threatening me and doing all this and again mind you let me bring back that drinks were involved and drinks were involved in this last situation where T was getting in my face and so like T was like trying to step up, like trying to do something. And I remember that night I chose not to because it was an important night to T and I didn't want to ruin that for T. And also like there's the boundaries that I set with my friends. I'm not going to fight T because it was getting to that point where T was like threatening or whatever because it was just, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck happened. Long story short, T acknowledges that what they did that night was like not okay and not cool and it was fucked up. So I'm just going to say that T acknowledged that that night wasn't cool and fucked up and you know, that she didn't do the right things in that moment. And so um, that's why I was like, you know what? This isn't going to happen again. Because I, I, I let you scream in my face and I'm not letting you do it anymore. And so I said, back the fuck up, back the fuck up. And at this point, like we're touching noses and I'm walking T back, like back up. And so I'm walking T back. And how did this happen? So T pushes me. No, T put... T puts their hand in my face or something like that. I push T, T pushes me back. And then we start fighting, like full-fledged fighting. Mind you, this is my friend. So I'm fighting my friend. And yeah, I'm not going to say the results or nothing like that. Out of respect, of course, because it's not about win or lose. It's just about the principle of the situation. Um, but all I would say is, is that like, I basically ended the fight. The fight was done. Like, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. So the fight ended, and I was talking my shit. Like, I'm drunk too, mind you. I'm talking my shit. I'm yelling, like, ah, blah, 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 like, just talking hella shit. And R ends up, mind you, this was not even between me. I'm just trying to mediate between R and T. And maybe you could say my first flaw in this situation was trying to be a mediator in a situation that wasn't me. Maybe you could say the reason, like, I could have just let T out, but this T was supposed to be my best friend. I'm like, girl, like, come on, come on T, stay. Let's talk about this. Let R talk because we let you talk. And so I'm just trying to ground T to be like, look, he, like R should be able to say what they want to say, period. And so whatever, that that happened. And we end up getting into a fight and now we're not friends anymore. And um, I think one thing about the situation is that the point of me bringing this up is that I feel like the flaw in all of this was accountability. I think that the lack thereof was the problem. And not to say like, oh, T's the issue, R's the issue, I'm the issue. I feel like all of us in that moment had a flaw. Number one, we were drinking, like, period. Like, if T couldn't handle that conversation that night, then we could have just ignored it. You know what I mean? I think the thing for me was like, accountability because you should be able to hear somebody out when we were able to hear you out and the fact that you're not able to sit here and listen to somebody else is beyond me because you've sat here and talked forever for like 45 minutes to an hour and I just sat there and nodded and you acknowledged that like oh you listen so well and this and that and that's why I appreciate you and care about you 
because you know I'm a listener. And so for you to just completely like not acknowledge R, who is somebody that's also really important to me, is so beyond me and it's so crazy. And so I think the one thing, obviously the big thing about this is like we fought, right? And we're supposed to be really, really good friends, best friends at that. And now we're not friends anymore. And I knew there was no recovering the friendship because of the way it ended. It was a fight. Um, and people obviously after a fight, like you don't want to even look at the person you fought, like win or lose. You don't even want to look at them. You don't even want to see them. It's just like the fact that it had to get there. Like we're not cool. Like when girls fight, it's different. When boys fight, totally different. Like boys fight the next day. They're like, I love you. Let's go to fucking eat. Let's go to bombshell. Let's go to the strip club. Girls fight. We're like, I could definitely do it again. Like we could definitely keep going at it. Like just cause, um, and it's just a catty thing. It's just like a dominance thing and you know, whatever. That's not me. Of course. Like once we fight, there's no fighting again. Like we're just going to leave it at that. And that's it. Win or lose. We're going to leave it at what it is. And, um, it was after the fact, like after that week, I was just like, you know, what's so crazy to me is that like, I never was going to fight T never even though that night I feel like I had a more of a reason to fight T the night where we were at the club mind you the night that I was talking about before not the night that we got into a fight but the one she that T was in my face I feel like I had a more of a reason to fight T that night than I did the other night but I think it was the disrespect it was the fact that like you felt comfortable getting in my face mind you when I sit in front of the door she she wasn't that close to the door to where like we're touching noses when I tell you she got in my face I what she wasn't already it wasn't like oh I got in her face when I went to the door she got in my face and I was like dude what the fuck like we did this before and here you are again and so now I'm backing you up like back up back up and what you could have clearly done is been like you know what my bad let me chill look I just want to go home I don't want to talk about this today it was like so hostile and it was like for what it didn't make any sense and so for me, it's just like, honestly, did I, did I want to fight T? No, I didn't want to. I don't, I don't think I ever expected to. It wasn't preconceived at all, which is what T told me on the phone, that she thought I had something against her that I always wanted to fight her. It's crazy because T's always been the one to threaten to fight me. I've never just wanted to go out and fight T, but that's what the fuck she thought apparently and then another thing that t brought up is that she thought we were trying to barricade her like the fucking military it was two people and mind you like she wasn't reaching for the door or nothing like that like she was just standing there she's like i'm about to go like we reached the door before she did and it wasn't like holding the door closed it was like relax relax because she was really upset and we're like what are you upset for it was like really crazy the mood quick the mood change was kind of like insane i was like what the fuck like this quick like we're like confused we're like relax like we're trying to calm our friend down you know so me like t like me and t not me and t me and r just like dead ass confused and r i think calmed her down and she went home and then that was that and then she tried calling me um not to resolve anything but basically to just i guess to get answers like because t was so drunk they didn't know what they did or not did and they were confused on why we had fought because apparently like I <laughs> I'll say this I I hit T first for sure I hit T first but honestly like I'm not I'm not in high school if you get in my face if we're pushing if you put your hand on my face like that's a good enough reason for me like I'm too old to be like 
no, you hit me first. Like, I'm not doing that shit. Like, you did that to me last time, and then you were telling the Uber driver to pull over, let's fight, do da 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 And, like, I just, whatever. I sat there and was quiet or whatever. And I feel like because I didn't budge that night or do anything that night, I feel like that's why T felt comfortable to, like, punk me again. And I'm like, I'm not that girl. Like, I don't do this, first of all. I don't fight people. And the fact that I've sit here and fight a friend at that, it's not some random bitch in the club. It's a friend is crazy to me. And I don't really care about the narrative. I don't really care if, like, T is telling people, like, oh, my gosh, she's the worst person ever. Oh, my gosh, she's this. And she was like, you told me you would never fight me and cross that boundary of fighting. And it's like, it's so funny because you crossed a boundary when you got in my face and were threatening to fight me and you put your hand in my face. And she, like, moved my head to the side, like, put her pointer finger and, like, like what the, how do, how do I say it? Like, nudged my head, like, that night in the Uber. And, um just like doing the most and I feel like honestly that was a boundary you crossed and after that I was like, okay cool we're not doing it again but like don't do it again because if you do it again then we can actually fight and so she said that you said oh you said you would never cross that boundary and da 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 but I feel like the boundary that was crossed is like when you got in my face again and I told you to back up and you still wanted to step like that was the boundary because now you really want to get down and dirty and I don't want to do that so that's how it happened and that's how I feel about it and honestly, like, ever since we've not been talking, I've been totally at peace. Like, I don't, I don't really care at the end of the day. And there's a, there's a lot of reasons why I don't care about me and T not being friends. I just think that, I think T's a great person. I think that T has a lot of growing to do and a lot of maturing to do. And the conversation that we had where T tried to call me and say, like, what happened that night? It was still very defensive. It was still very, like, hostile. It was like, it was like days after it had happened like four days after it happened and it wasn't to resolve anything at all it was just to say that you were angry about how things went and granted like I obviously was upset with myself for letting for letting somebody get me out of character I think that was something I think that's something that I'm the most upset with myself about like I've never just fought first of all I've never fought a friend I've never been close to fighting one of my friends but it was the fact that it had to be you that had to be the one to, like, be taught the lesson of, like, well, shit. You know what I mean? And I could say we both learned something. I could definitely say that. Um, but I think I'm more angry with myself, like, getting out of character. Like, wow, I really let somebody get me that out of body. Because nobody knows me to fight. Like, I've always said I'm a, I'm a peaceful person. I'm really nice. And it's funny because I'm the one with the rap of, like, you let people do this and that. But it's like, you don't understand. Like, I think of things differently. Like, grace and mercy is so important if don't let people walk all over you don't give that an excuse to like let yourself be treated like shit you can forgive somebody and like totally leave them alone but I think like when people are working on themselves and trying to grow I give them that opportunity in that space granted while you're in that growth period we might have a certain relationship that's not the same but I'm still here for you I'm still writing for you I still support this you know what I mean I'm still here for this journey and that was the difference between me and T because T was like oh, if you do one thing, it's over with. And it could be like the smallest thing ever. It's just like, we're done. And it wasn't with me specifically. It was just with other people. And like the way T would handle other people would throw me off too because I'm like, we're all supposed to be cool. We're all supposed to be friends. Like, why are we still talking about this? You know what I mean? And for me, I'm just like, if you apologize and if you recognize where you went wrong, then I forgive you. Let's move on. And that's that. And so I feel like this was like more of a story time, if anything. But the point of this is, is like, I felt like I saw, I saw that me and T, like maybe I should have 
I feel like not even like stop being friends with T because I feel like T I would like to believe that T is capable of having a grown conversation to where I could tell T something and they would understand we can agree to disagree but they would understand like look me telling you this is not trying to knock you as a person it's not me trying to be your mom or trying to be holier than thou it's me trying to hold you accountable as a friend and I feel like if I did that it would be differently. Another thing another thing that I always think about is, like, if I just had let her walk out the door. And, you know, I didn't think that not letting her walk out the door is going to start a fight. I thought I was trying to resolve something. Like, okay, T, relax. Let R talk. Just let R talk. Because we've, we've done that before. Like, we know T. I know R. I know T. I know these people. I'm not thinking that you think I'm trying to set up a military barricade so I can fight you. But that was the narrative, I guess, that T wants in, in their head, that, like, I'm just a fighter now. Like, I just want to cause problems and cause strife. But that's not what I wanted. That was not the end goal. And I think that's what shocks me the most is, like, hearing T say that. And it's funny because that was the first time hearing it because I've never heard of that before. T's over our house every day. So I had never heard that until that day. So to me, in my opinion, and it could be wrong, it sounded like an excuse for how you were acting because there was no reason for you to be defensive in that in that position. So when they called me, they wanted an apology for the fight. And if it was a fight, like shouldn't we both be apologizing for to each other? You should apologize for getting in my face. And what am I going to apologize? We both fought each other. Like you got on my face first, you put your hand on my face first. I pushed you back. I backed you up non-physically. Just like walking back making you walk back. You push me, I push you. You got on my face first. You put your hand on my face first. We both fought. You know? So I'm like, for me, I'm like, I'm not apologizing for a fight. I'll apologize for making you feel the way I did. Like, I'll apologize for not letting you go home because I didn't, I never know, I never thought like the narrative in your head was like, oh, well, I felt like this was a military barricade and like you were trying to hold me in the house and hostage. And I don't know, like, people can be a little delusional whenever they're drunk. So, like I said, we were all drinking. And I don't know if that was just, like, an excuse of the moment or what. Because it didn't seem like we were holding her hostage, like, the whole night. Like, you were choosing to be here. And we're trying to tell you, like, hey, relax. Because you were walking out the door cussing us out because you didn't want to hear what R had to say. And so, again, like I said, I'm caught in the middle of a lot of things. So, me mediating, I got in a fight. And that's just that. I don't know what else to say about it. Could have just been a rant. Could Y'all could have took something away with it. But I feel like a lot of us, whether it was physical, verbal, I've been in a lot more verbal fights than physical. I will say that. Um, I think that don't let anyone ever get you out of character. I think that's the, the biggest takeaway is that for me, I'm not a fighter. If you're not a physical fighter, if you're not even a verbal fighter, if you want to have a conversation like – that's what it that's what I would take from this is like don't let anyone get you out of your character like be who you are and that's going to be a constant struggle of life like I never thought and character is super important for me so I never thought that like I was going to let somebody get me to the point where I was going to fight them because I was like T did it last time and I didn't do shit but I didn't do shit because I obviously I care about T and I cared about T in that moment too but I wasn't going to keep taking shit you know what I mean and I feel like it was a lot of past trauma too it was like my whole life, people thinking because I choose to be quiet, because I choose to like not be the problem that I can't stop a problem physically. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I don't know if it's because 
I don't know why. And I honestly, these are answers that I don't care to know the answer to. I don't know if T thought that I was just like somebody's a punk or somebody that couldn't fight or somebody that like wouldn't stand up for myself because I had let T have it so many times. But I just knew that day I was like, look, if you're my friend, you're not doing this shit every fucking time we have a conversation. And T had said some things before that had hurt my feelings. Like, granted, these are all things that, like, I had forgiven because we had resolved it. Mind you, the Uber situation that happened, I had to go to T about it. T didn't even go to me about it. So, to me, I'm like, I'm always trying to be the resolver. And I can be the villain. I can be the bad guy in this story because I don't really care. And, um, and that's just that. Things happen for a reason. I can't change how T feels. T can't change how I feel. And we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. And that's just going to be that. I feel like my reason for fighting was number one, just like defending myself and letting you know, like this is a boundary we're not ever gonna cross again. And that's just period. Because me telling you clearly was not enough. Me sitting down and talking to you was clearly not enough. You getting in my face all the fucking time, we're not gonna do that shit anymore. I'm too fucking grown. Come on now, come on. Like be fucking for real right now, be so for real. So that was my reason is because I'm not sitting here and going to let you scream in my fucking face. Granted, I could have just moved and which is what I think of all the time. Like, damn, I could have just moved out the way. But I think, like I said, it was past trauma. Just like, bruh, like, no, no, I'm not. And you're going to back the fuck up. Like, it was just me like, okay, you're punking me again. Let's fucking go. And I was like, back up, back up. And that was that. But again, I like I said, in that moment, we're all drinking. I could have just let her go. But like it was pissing me off how I was being talked to because I was just like, come on, T, let our talk. Come on, T. And I couldn't. So whatever. That is the end of that story. And I hopefully you guys, if you didn't take anything out of this, I hope you guys found it entertaining because life is a fucking movie. Um, but yeah. Takeaways, let me repeat them again so I don't feel like this was totally pointless to tell. Although it could have been entertaining for you guys, so whatever, it doesn't matter. Either way, you got something out of it. Um, accountability for yourself because you can't hold others accountable. Like, you can try, but, like, if people don't want to be held accountable, they just won't change shit. So hold yourself accountable because you don't want to be on the flip side where somebody is like, bro, like, you get to spill your heart out and say how you feel, but when I say something, it's it's sour. Like, that's not fair. You don't want to be on the flip side of that. So hold yourself accountable and don't let anyone ever get you out of character. No matter how pissed off it makes you, no matter where you're at in your head, like take a step back. And that's honestly the only thing you can do. Even if you're intoxicated, take a step back. I mean, we're all in our right mind. If you are in your right mind, like, you know, that you can be like, you know what, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? And again, the key is that we were all fucking drunk. So that's the fucking problem. Um, but yeah, things happen and we live, we learn, and we grow. And with that being said, we can round out this episode and wrap it up. All right, you guys, it is time to end off the episode. It's the second bittersweet ending to the episode. This is episode 16. I'm going to do some call to actions. Follow me on my podcast Instagram at pi- I, bleh, bleh. Can we? Okay, let's rewind. <laughs> Follow me on my podcast Instagram at iCandyPodcast. You can follow me on my personal Instagram at LondonLA. You can follow me on my Gmail. Bitch, you cannot follow Gmail. Stop it. 
If you want to send any questions, crazy stories, or feedback, or just say hello, you can at iCandyPodcast at gmail.com. And once again, every episode I'm going to say it, leave me five stars if you love me because I love you. So let's love each other and leave your girl five stars. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the iCandy Podcast. I'm your host, London Ale, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.